0: are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: I want to preach a sermon tonight that's past that due, really. I... Uh, I, I hope I don't want to make anybody mad, but I plan to I, uh, I don't uh, I don't want to hurt anybody I mean that, but I'm coming tonight on behalf of our children I, I what I'm going to say needs to be said I want you to listen to me, put up your pens and your pencils and paper and look at me as I speak to you. I'm going to call the title of this sermon, The Ones Who Suffer When a Nation Crumbles. The Ones Who Suffer When a Nation Crumbles. Our Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless this preacher as he tries tonight to come as the attorney representing the little ones. Give us tonight what we need to have and help us to do what we need to do. Amen. The story is an old one. You've heard about it again and again from this pulpit here. The Jews had been divided into two nations the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, called Israel and Judah. Both Israel and Judah had gone away from God. And had been warned by the best preachers and the best prophets in the Bible to turn back to God, or destruction and captivity was going to come. God's people did not heed the warning of the men of God. Because of that, a mighty army came from Babylon, headed up by by King Nebuchadnezzar, and took the Jews into captivity. That is, the rich Jews... And the middle class Jews, the craftsmen, if you please. But in so doing, they destroyed the beloved city of Jerusalem. Those mighty walls around that city were totally destroyed. The beloved temple was leveled. Their houses destroyed. Jeremiah was the prophet who remained in the land to minister to the very poor who did not go into captivity. Jeremiah was one of the prophets. <clears throat> that had warned God's people to get right with God Now I want to tell you something you go right ahead and live your life without God but payday is going to come. It's going to come. you go right ahead. I mean it may be a while coming but as sure as the sun rises tomorrow morning it will come And judgment came time came. Now Jeremiah looks at the city. He looks at the beloved temple site. He looks at the walls that were protective of the city and its citizens as they are leveled to the ground. He looks at the plight of the people, hunger, even starvation, suffering, disease, and all that came with the plundering of the city by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian armies. But there were some who were innocent. There were some that never took a drink of hard liquor. They had to suffer. There were some that never rustled on holy skirts who had to suffer. There were some who never cheated anybody who had to suffer. There were some who never bowed down before an idol who had to suffer. There were some who were not guilty of one single thing that caused the destruction of Jerusalem who had to suffer and these suffered the most it's always the case when a nation crumbles the little children who didn't cause it have to suffer verse after verse in Lamentations and the book of Lamentations is nothing more than Jeremiah lamenting the fact that the city is destroyed and there's nothing can be done Repent all she wants to. Israel's destroyed. She can repent, but she can't rebuild that temple overnight. She can repent, but she's going to captivity for 70 years. And Jeremiah looks at the city, and here's what he says. I'll give you several verses without you turning to them. He says in chapter 2, verse 11, The children and the sucklings swoon in the streets. It wasn't their fault. Bible, the word swoon means faint little children faint in the streets. He says again in chapter 5 and verse 13, the children fell under the wood. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that as buildings crumbled under the mighty army of Nebuchadnezzar and as the wooden buildings that fall to the streets, little children would be found in the rubbles. They didn't cause it. it wasn't their fault? He says again in chapter 1 and verse 16, the children are desolate. The word desolate means they're left alone. Nobody to take care of the children. Little children without a mama with them. Little children without a daddy with them. And the children are desolate. He says in chapter 4 and verse 10, the hands, and get this statement, the hands of the pitiful women. Have sodden their own children. I'm quoting. And the word sodden is the word seethe or cook in a pot. Now listen to me. They absolutely took their own little children because of starvation and hunger. And mothers sodden or seethe their little children in a pot. Listen, young people. Listen to me, young people. i preaching to you. These kids, wasn't their fault, any more than it's the fault of this little girl down here because America's going to hell. It's not her fault that Hugh Hefner's destroyed this country. It's not her fault that the Dirty Beatles came over and started the Dirty Rock Music uh, culture, and this not not their fault at all. And yet they're going to suffer for the fact that we've not had a decent country, and as our society crumbles, these little boys and girls are going to suffer, and they don't deserve to suffer. Turn me up just a tad, please, fellows. He says in that same verse, verse 10, get this now. The hands of the pitiful women have sodden their own children. They were their meat in the destruction of the daughter of my people. Like you would eat a steak, they ate their children. Like you had roasted chicken, they roasted their own children. And by the way, don't you think they're so wicked that I get through with this sermon tonight? And then in verse number 4, chapter 4, it says, The tongue of the suckling child cleaveth to the roof of his mouth. It says that same verse, the young children ask bread and no man breaketh it unto them it says in chapter 2 and verse 20 shall the woman eat their fruit and children of a span long a span was nine inches women eating little embryos abortion if you please aborting a child and eating that child. This took place in the days of Jeremiah. He stands on the street corner preaching, saying, Is it nothing to you, all you that pass by? I've been preaching to you to get right with God. I warned you the walls are going to come. And I'm warning you tonight, America's headed for destruction. If we don't get the Clintons out of the White House, we're gone, brother. And stick them in the outhouse where they belong. I'm saying America's gone. I'm saying if we don't get our universities back to believe in this book, America's gone. If we don't get back to where we quit killing our children, America's gone. If we don't get back to where we, we put uh, criminals in the penitentiary, America's gone. If we don't get back to where liquor quits flowing like a river, America's gone. If we don't get back to where dirty rock music comes out of hell and send it back where it came from, America's gone. You laugh at me, you call me all you want to call me, but brother, we need a generation of old-fashioned, hell-raising preachers to call America back to God and back to repentance. I was talking to my Sunday school class one about this church over here, so called church in Willow Springs. Pastor went around the neighborhood and said, What would you like to have in a church? And what don't what what is it you don't like about churches? Brother, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not, thus saith the Lord what America needs. God didn't call him to go house to house saying, What do you want? God called him to preach this book and call America back to God. This hippie crowd, this rock music crowd, this Hollywood crowd, this playboy crowd, this Oprah crowd, this
2: Donahue crowd, this soap opera crowd. Something's got to be done or America's going to hell and little children are going to suffer. They don't deserve it.
1: Jesus said it's better than Matthew 18:6. It's better than a mule stormer were hanged about his neck. They were drowned in the depth of the sea if you then offend one of these little ones. Jesus said in Matthew nineteen fourteen, <laughs> "Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me." Jesus said in Matthew eighteen three, "Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven." Jesus said in uh, God said in Psalm eight two. How the mouth of babes and sucklings is thou ordained strength because of thy enemies. Ephesians chapter six and verse four, he says, and ye fathers provoke not your children under wrath. And in Matthew twenty one sixteen, how the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. And Matthew nineteen thirteen, it says, then were they brought unto him little children. Brother, our Savior loved little children. And our Savior's placed a protective wall around little children. And tonight, I want to stand up here on def- defense of little children and say it's time we learned how to treat them right. Now in the first place, <coughs> our text. Arise, cry in the night, in the beginning of the watches. Pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thine hands toward Him, for the life of of, uh, uh, of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Brother, there's nothing but the gangs we've got tonight are cause of our not taking care of our children. I'm saying God has a special punishment and a special judgment on a nation that doesn't take care of little children and the tragedy is they've got to suffer for you mobs and
2: dads that are living like a devil.
1: Five things. First place, don't kill them. <laughs> don't kill them. They ate them. We don't eat them. We flush them down the commode. What's the
2: difference? They ate them. We don't eat them. We put them in garbage cans.
1: bloody murders are committed every year under the guise of abortion. We've got a murderer sitting in the White House. I said a murderer. I said a murderer sitting in the White House wanting to make the the Surgeon General of our country A man who admits he's killed 39 people in bloody murder.
2: You mark my word. The judgment of God Almighty is going to fall on this country.
1: Two deacons (coughs) in Michigan accused of molesting a child and go to jail and I'll get to that after a while I haven't got one wit of patience with any man that molests a child, not one wit you sorry devil you, you no account rascal you but I've got more respect for him than I have our government that'll murder a million a million five hundred thousand of them a year We must stop for school buses to protect our children. And we should. But while we stop for school buses to protect them, the same politicians that make the law for us to protect them on on the streets are are passing laws to murder them in doctors' offices and hospitals. (coughs) Years ago, at the youth center, We had it down here where the City Baptist is now. For a Halloween deal, some of our guys got a rat and set it on fire. I got some rats I'd like to set on fire. And I don't don't think that was in good taste. First place, I'm not getting close enough on those rascals to set him on fire. Listen to me, preaching to you, listen to me. The the radio programs, the talk shows, all radio stations and television stations, all of this area, were criticizing First Baptist Church of Hammond for setting a rat on fire. And that same liberal bunch of liars and crooks are murdering babies by the the millions. I'm not defending setting a rat on fire, but I'm saying it's not one millionth as bad
2: to set a rat on fire as it is to murder a child and don't give him a chance to live. It's bloody murder.
1: Now listen to this one. I'd just as soon have John Wayne Gacy as Surgeon General. At least he gave his guys a chance to live a while. They called me out to the county building. Some of our guys had given away baby chicks on Easter Sunday. I'm not talking about the chicks you they are talking about.
2: Yeah. <coughs>
1: I got a dry throat because I got a bad throat. Did I drop any money? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I dropped some money and it was sucked that way. <laughs> I went out to the courthouse. I was interrogated. Now, I didn't think to do it. It's Ray Young's fault. I had to answer for it. Our attorney went with me. We were sitting there, the office. This guy said, Reverend Hiles, is it true that you gave out baby chicks Easter Sunday? I said, yeah. I said, did it worse than that. He said, what? I said, I ate one of their mothers last like Sunday for lunch. My attorney said, Reverend Hiles, Reverend Hiles, Reverend Hiles. I haven't got any patience with a bunch of baby murderers wanting to protect baby chicks. Brother, a,
2: an immortal soul of a fetus is 10,000 times more important than some little chicken is. What's wrong with our country? What's wrong with our politicians?
1: Pro-choice. Yeah, choose to murder if you want to. We'll elect you to Congress. Six people killed in a car accident. The Lewis family. Our hearts break for them. Why don't our hearts break for a million and a half? Murdered. Let's quit killing them. Number two, let's conceive them inside the marriage vows. You young people, before some wicked, vile, corrupt, sorry devil puts his hands on young ladies, you better realize that there could be conceived inside your body a child. And that child has a right to be born with a mom and a daddy that love each other. And the rest of young people too. That goes to college students and everybody else. We've swallowed this dirty playboy philosophy hook, line, and sinker. We've been to our mixed bathing, mixed swimming holes, and, and we've worn our shorts in public, and we've looked at pretty women, had evil thoughts, and glanced at Playboy magazine. And, brother, it's almost to where an average newspaper with its lounge display is not much better than Playboy magazine. I'm telling you tonight, it's time we cleaned up our act. And it's time you boys and girls got clean and pure. And it's time you decided to walk to the altar a virgin and chaste and clean. And it's time we said we're not going to have little babies so they've got a mama and a daddy to love them and rear them. You come to my office. You sit down in front of my office and listen to me explain to a little 13-year-old girl. Listen, young people, hey, hey, young people. Young people, hey, hey!
2: Listen to me. I'm preaching to you. You need what I'm saying. Cut off your talking and listen to what I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell you to be clean and decent. That's one thing wrong, young people. You don't hear the preaching. You ought to set up to every word this old man says. Every word. You need what I'm saying. Sit still. and Listen to me. Be clean. Be pure. Be decent. Be chaste. Be virgin. Don't take a chance of bringing a baby in the world without a mom and daddy.
1: And I say to the 13 year old girl, your mom and daddy are here want me to tell you something. You probably suspicion. You checked your birthday. And you notice the day that they have their anniversary. Ladies and gentlemen, I do this at least once a month. You sit there and you watch that little girl bow her head and you watch tears trickle down her cheeks as she realizes that she was conceived outside the marriage vows.
2: Our children deserve better than that. Just because your glands want to be satisfied because one little set of glands in your body uh, leads you why don't you become decent Christian people and live clean and cure
1: he well, said brother how do you young men just can't do that in this generation that's the devil's dirtiest thinking lie keep your hands off of her
2: I said keep your hands off of her I said keep your hands off of
1: her. Little children have to suffer. Sit beside me. In my office. Here's a young lady. Young man. Not married. She's carrying his baby. Unborn. The parents. Sitting this time. And there's a the little girl about to have a baby, no husband. Now I feel sorry for the little girl and I feel sorry for the guy, but I, I feel much sorrier for the poor unborn child. And then all of a sudden, and this happens at least a half dozen times a year. The father and mother. <coughs> of the daughter will say, we have something to tell you, Pastor. She was conceived out of wedlock too. How would you like to be a grown lady, young lady, 17, 18 years old, and have your mother point and say you were conceived out of wedlock? Somebody needs to appeal to America for the children. Poor kid can't help it. I say quit killing them. them And second, conceive them within the marriage vows. Now we're going to get down nitty gritty. Rear them. It's time some of you mothers quit work and went home and reared your kids. Sit still. It'd be better if you'd go back to that little one bedroom apartment you had and have your children have a mom at home. I understand there's some cases that you can't help it. My mother had a husband that forsook us. <laughs> My mother had to go to work. Four o'clock every morning she left. Came back after dark at night. She had to, and I thank God for a mother like that. And some of you dear mothers... Don't have their privilege, but some of you mothers, just so you can have a, another bedroom. Let me tell you something. Your child needs a mother at home more than your child needs his own bedroom. Well, you packed. We're going to go to Florida. Daughter needs you. Your son needs you. Rear them. Sell one of your cars. Go back to the two-bedroom, one-bath. Buy clothes at Goodwill. Or AmVet. I'll tell you where these gang kids are coming from. They're coming from places that their homes where they weren't reared. Time you turn that stupid box off and rear those kids. Rear
2: them. Our children have a right to be reared.
1: I understand there's some who have sick husbands, others have lazy husbands. Rear the children. Now people here are not killing any. You're not conceiving them outside marriage, but you're not rearing them either. Did you know child care agencies are not in the Bible? I said in the first place, don't kill them. I said in the second place, Don't conceive them outside the marriage vows. I said in the third place, rear them. I'm not mad at you. It's just time some of you ladies decided you'd be better off rearing your families with a two-bedroom house than never seeing them between breakfast and late at night in a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house. Number four, I want every man in this house, listen to me. Keep your hands off of the children. Some of you fellows love to get a little child around you and snuggle him up during church. Almost every month I get some little note from somebody tell me about some punko in the church. You say, you talking about me? Probably. I'd like to get some little girl and, and hug her during church. Sit up and listen to what the preacher says and take your hands off those kids. <laughs> A little girl comes to my office. Happens often. <clears throat> Different girls. Of well, the house, I'm afraid to go home. Who you afraid of, my daddy? Oh, let me tell you, hell won't be too hot for you child molesters. I'm afraid to go home. We had a man used to sit in this church came to me and told me Confessed the fact that he went in his closet and got a brace and bit and bored a hole in the closet door so he could look through the hole and watch his daughters undress you sorry devil he said well I do only you want to call anybody devil in the pulpit then don't ever do it and I'm not behind the pulpit I'm walking around
2: Bus workers. If you can't keep your hands off the of bus kids, quit your route. You Sunday school teachers, if you can't keep your hands off the kids, quit your class. And if you can't keep your hands off the kids, get out of this church. I sit out. Kids have a right not to be afraid of the paws and the hands
1: of lustful men. A little tired of this church's name being hurt. A little tired of policemen saying, Oh, First Baptist Church. Brother, you are pretty soft. Hey, Press, put this sermon in the papers. You love to put it in the papers? That so and so's from First Baptist Church, put what I'm saying about that crowd in the paper. Now I know you're here, put it in the paper. Let it be known this preacher has nothing but disdain for a wicked man who would dare satisfy his own sexual desires at the hands or body of some little innocent child. Heard me say this before. I never looked at our daughters. I've never seen one of our daughters in underwear. Since our daughters are old enough to walk, I've never seen their thighs. To this day, when Cindy comes to see me in my office, I hug her like this, side to side like that. When my granddaughters come to me, they may kiss me on the cheek, but I always hug them around the shoulders, side to side, never front. It's time we got to respect the person of people, especially children. And when you fondle some little child or some minor on your bus route, don't you come to me and ask me to stand up for you in court because I'll stand up and vote with the jury to send you to the penitentiary. (laughs) Little children, can't help it. Dads molesting their own daughters i got more respect for a pimp. Put that in the Hammond Times. And you reporters, you're not interested in telling the truth. You're interested in trying to smear this church. I'll guarantee you what? There's less of this going on per capita in First Baptist Church of Hammond than a whole Catholic hierarchy put together. tired of you men huh, cuddling up some little girl, putting her on your lap in church as you, sit up and listen to the sermon, leave that girl alone I'm tired of getting letters from people saying that fathers sitting in church rubbing their daughters shoulders you're going to rub something, rub the Bible daughters never saw me in my pajamas. They've missed something. Because I'm cute. In my pajamas. I know one year Becky had LaVon Canada I know not, not Lavon. It was that Linda I think had who was it? LaVon I didn't know we had company. I went to the washroom, put on pajamas, walked out in the hall, and there was Levon. She belongs to the ISBH IHP Club. I've seen Brother Howes' Pajama Club. But I want to tell you something. I do not know of anything more vulgar or vile or filthy than for a man to touch his daughter. Now then, it's even getting granddaughters, pastors, priests. Let me go a step further. Some of you queers molesting same gender. Let me tell you something. You be careful of any man that has boys over his house spend the night. You be careful of any man, especially if he's single, who's up, old enough to be an adult, who likes to take boys on vacations with him. You don't like that? Then figure out the best way to lump it.
2: Keep your dirty homosexual hands
1: off the children. I've got more respect for a fellow that will go down the red light district and purchase filial love, or love, so-called, than I have for somebody that's a queer. And especially somebody who take his queer appetites out on some child. I'm sick of it. You see, with the house, it's just my lifestyle. We would not change the stupid lifestyle. City destroyed, nation destroyed. Children eating, children starving, begging for bread at the top of every street. The Bible says, "Little children fainting in the streets." little body is swelling up in the streets. Why? Because moms and dads had lived for years outside the purpose and will of God. And the little children in America tonight are suffering and they will continue to suffer for the sins of moms and dads. And these little boys and girls don't have a right. They have every right in this world not to have to pay for your sins and mine. Number five, don't kill them. Conceive them within the marriage vows. Rear them. <laughs> Keep your hands off of them. Number five, reach them. Reach them. I'll tell you what I like to do. I'd like to find somebody some days has a bus route who touches little children, and I'd like to be on the jury that sends you to the penitentiary. And I'd like to be the guy that opens the door to the cell and put your lustful hands inside that cell. You say, Brother, Howes, you talking to me? I probably am. It doesn't take any courage to keep your hands to yourself. Get your woman. Go down to the courthouse and buy a license. Get married. Rub her arm. Except some of you queers wouldn't enjoy it. You packed? They're going to Florida. My knee is going to be sticking out of those Bermuda shorts. All over Chicago, little girls are running from their daddies. Now that's wicked. The brother, it ought not to ever happen within the pews of this church. All over Chicago, <laughs> people molesting little children. That's wicked, but it's ten times as wicked if you folks sit in these pews and know better. If you're gonna rub on a little girl it's not, that, that, rub, rub, be a little girl. if you're gonna rub on a little girl in church, uh, if you can do it, don't get in church and do it. then reach them. The reason I came to Hammond 35 and a half years ago was because I drove down Halstead Street in Chicago and saw those thousands of little children nobody seemed to care for. Brother, when I see these bus kids up here singing behind this pipe pulpit, when I see go down to City Baptist School and see those kids down there, I say, thank God I came to Chicago 35 and a half years ago. Let's reach them. Only hope they've got is in that book and the God of that book. And the reason I stayed in Chicago and stayed in this church because of us kids. They have a right, a perfect right. That little girl up there, our baby girl Cindy, it couldn't be a child more affectionate to her dad. But she does it with notes. A gentle kiss on the cheek. We never kiss in the mouth. Now Jack and I do. Some of you folks laugh or go home tired looking at your sourpuss. If you don't like this kind of preaching, you're not right with God. Do you hear what I said?
2: You're not right with God. Why don't you get you an ambitambi church where they light candles on Sunday morning? Where some little preacher Ed, gets up on an octet and smokes a cigarette after a sermon Ed. Why don't you get you some little church, but you got your man here now? Let's clean up our act for the children's sake.
1: Don't kill them. Conceive them inside the marriage vows. Rear them. Keep your hands off of them. And reach them. You said you're pretty crude. Yeah, I'm getting cruder all the time. Because I need people like you to understand it. And nobody here tonight wonders what I preached about and that's really why I stood up here and some of you folks sitting there criticizing me and looking down your pharisaical snoot if you sat in my office you'd be hollering amen and I'd be up saying preach it preacher, preach it I hear them brother house, I'm afraid to go home My brother molests me. My daddy touches my parts of my body that are secret and private. I'm afraid to go home. Would you tell my daughter she was born outside wedlock? Let me tell you what God said I'm supposed to do. And I just got through doing it. Arise, cry out in the night. It's night, look outside. And I'm crying out. In the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thine hands toward Him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Clean up your dirty act. Don't kill them. Conceive them inside marriage. Rear them.
0: Keep your hands off of them. And reach them. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons,